0: Welcome one and all to another episode of We The Scenario, a podcast where each week we interview incredible and impactful individuals in the community to find out just what it took to get them to where they are today and to inspire and educate ourselves and listeners of all ages. I'm your host Maggie B alongside the fearless Mr. Tony Siona. We are all super excited for our guest today. He's the founder and CEO of, Close the Deal, of the Close the Deal Show, a workshop facilitator and communication professional extraordinaire. Please join me in welcoming Mr. Terrence McRae. Thanks so much for being part of the show today.
1: Thank you for having me, it's a pleasure.
0: Awesome, so let's get started. Can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, and then what inspired you to join us on We The Scenario today?
1: Um, I'm an actual entrepreneur. Um, some people say I'm a go-getter. The Close The Deal show is something that I created based on something that happened in my life regarding my first business idea. So I created a um, company called American Digital Business Cards back in 2017 and it stemmed from another topic that we'll get into a little bit later. When I created um, American Digital Business Cards, it was solely based on... I had an issue with... Every time I met somebody professionally, they gave me a business card, but I couldn't connect the picture with the business card. So I couldn't connect the picture with the business card, or the story and how we met and what was it based on. So in the Bay area, you know, there's always a business mixers. There's always types of events. So as I'm meeting all these people, I realized two things. One, I don't even remember too much about the person and two, we didn't actually close a deal. So I came up with an idea that Apple actually probably made a trillion dollars off of at the time right now. And that was, I wanted to put a QR code on the card along with the photo okay but when i pitched this business i did at the amazon loft in 2017 i couldn't differentiate why would someone want to use a qr code over just downloading the information on google and just typing it in so i couldn't explain to the judges um, how inconvenient it would not be at that time where you needed to download a scanner to um use a qr code so at that time QR codes were not a need. They are now a want right now. And when I wasn't able to do that, I didn't show it like a loyalty card where we get points. So that idea failed. But as we all know today, you don't need to download an app to scan a QR code. You could just put your phone on it. So I didn't have engineer technology skills back then, but I was foreseeing that. So one of the things that made me bring about the Close the Deal show was once that idea went out the door, I started noticing a lot of people getting out of prison. And one of the things that I understood was I was someone that was formerly incarcerated. I had life in prison. I did 25 years. So that opened up the door for me to say, I know how to navigate and network. And what I mean by navigate, I went from a prison garment to a boardroom at Google. I went from a boardroom at Google meeting Cheryl Sandberg to a boardroom with Jeff Um Weiner, the LinkedIn CEO. So as I kept building different relationships with different personnel, I even took Dwayne to Box Boxworks, which you know creates iCloud and Dropbox, and took him to a major event because i established a rapport with executive at box where i built a relationship that i still have to this day so i wanted to be able to create a networking platform to show people when you get out this is how you navigate through the parameters of corporate america how so i'm gonna show you how i'm able to stand before these people And majority of them all know my background and they still accept me for who I am today and not from my past. Okay, so that's how I came up with the Close the Deal show was basically figuring out that when you look on TV, on the reality shows, they're not really educating you. They're just entertaining you. But people say, well, are you like Shark Tank? I said, no, those people have a business model developed. Okay, and they're giving away their equity. Whereas on the closed deal show, you're trying to connect with other business professionals, but you're educating the people on the services that you offer. So it's up to the people like the Apollo. If your performance is not good, they're not going to they're going to boo you. (laughs) They're going to boo you off. They're not even going to tolerate a deal with you. They don't even want to be associated with you. So that's how the platform came about was creating a community. A community in a sense where our target audience is nonprofit organizations, entrepreneurs, and local small business owners with a revenue under $2 million. So if you under $2 million, the dynamics of you knowing what an NDA is, is unlikely. You being affiliated with different agencies is unlikely. So. I know the people that work at LinkedIn. I know the people that work at Google, Twitter, Facebook, Yelp, all these big conglomerates. So I was able to pull these people in, share their tidbits, strategies, and ideas that can help that young up-and-coming entrepreneur or local small business owner or nonprofit. That's how the show came about.
0: That is an awesome story. It sounds like many, many, many years in the making.
1: Um, it's been it's been two years, and on the first, I'll be starting the Close the Deal Membership Network.
0: Oh, nice. Um, so, what what's that about?
1: Well, that's about similar to what a lot of people do when they subscribe to other people's businesses organizations, the thing about it is, a lot of people are always looking for the right resources, the right connections. But one of the things that they don't never do, I'm a living example of it, they don't research who they're doing business with. So when you become a part of the Close the Deal network membership, all the businesses are verified. All the entrepreneurs are verified, why? If you're an entrepreneur, you're either going to be a sole proprietor, you're either going to be an LLC, you're either going to be a S corp or you're either going to be a C-Corp. And when someone types up the Secretary of State to look for your business name or Duns and Bradstreet, we're going to verify if you are a legitimate business. Because people say, oh, I'm a CEO, right? But You're not cashing out any checks. So what category as a CEO that you really deem yourself as? Are you an up-and-coming CEO? Because we all follow up on the income bracket. Best example I can give you is this. There are so many online businesses right now, but they're not run or operating in the manner that Amazon is operating from an e-commerce standpoint, where they don't ask you to type in your credit card they ask you to Cash App them, they ask you to sell them, they ask you to PayPal them. Hold up, I'm not giving you some money and you telling me you're gonna do a, a job for me, but you want me to send my money first. When Amazon don't ask you to just send your money, they ask you to put in your information. Why? Because they have a policy chart that if they don't meet the guidelines in which you are entitled to as a consumer, you can sue them. When you do the Cash App and the Zelle, right? There's no liability put in place. There's none. You either just take a loss. So when you come on the Close the Deal Network, these are opportunities where you can meet the professionals who can teach you how to develop your system correctly so you not only look professionally but you're drawing in the right type of professionals and consumers that want to do business with you longevity
0: nice yeah so you brought up a lot of important points i feel like we need to get uh mr Terrence mcrae with the legit money club (laughs) Um, because you have so much good wisdom and information um can we take like a little step back and talk about what the difference is between sole proprietor Uh, C-Corp and S-Corp, I think you mentioned, Um, just for my personal benefit, also like all the young people that are on right now. Well,
1: that's, that's mainly dealing with taxes. You don't want to, you don't want to put yourself, so I have an S-Corp. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where um, you're held. So, so much is placed on you based on your taxes. So, You wanna get you an S corp if you start a business. So if you file for bankruptcy, you won't be held liable for other things. Because if you're a sole proprietor and someone, um, even a general partner, if you don't have it in your contract, if you're a sole proprietor, if someone decides to sue you, right, then they can go after all your assets. Because you're (laughs) you're not, it's a term that you use, I, I, it's not registering right away, but you're going to be responsible for everything, and you don't want to put that burden on yourself when it comes to that. That's why I would prefer you always doing an escort based on taxes. It won't be so extensive on you when it comes to tax because you can write everything off. You can you can have either a virtual business. You could have it at your house. You can just you get a better tax write-off when you do an corp. That's the only difference, you know, in regards to LLC. And a lot of them are mainly bigger companies for, um, what I mean by that is like a corporation could be like, um, Google is a C corp, big corporation. When you, when you reach a certain capacity, a lot of people don't know 500 employees is deemed as a small business. You know, 500 employees is considered like a mom, excuse me, a mom and pop type store. You know, so if you got 500 employees to us, that's a lot of people. But to corporate America, that's deemed as a small business. When you have like 20 to 30,000 employees, that's a whole nother ballgame. Okay, that's a whole, that's conglomerate, you know in that area so if you want to start off based on opening up your own business as an entrepreneur you always apply for corp for tax
0: purposes got it thank you for answering that so um yes yeah, so you mentioned kind of your past and being formally incarcerated and then moving up and being in all these spaces like with google and linkedin all that stuff so what was it like for you Kind of growing up and then having that experience and then moving on to to work in all these incredible spaces
1: well i had an unfortunate situation and the unfortunate situation was at the age of seven my mom moved from trenton new jersey to cali when she moved to cali i don't have a brother i don't have a sister don't have any semblance so ideally for me I'm too young to fully understand. My mom is trying to make a better life for the both of us. So when she came out here on vacation, she just stayed. So for me, how could I fathom and fully understand it? I can't, I'm too young. My mind ain't fully developed. So instead I was dealing with interpersonal conflicts, not being able to see my father and not being able to see the family right away. So I basically grew up looking for something that would make me feel better than being away from the family. Because when you grow up at a young age and you are accustomed to a certain routine constantly, meeting people that, that you don't know, but meeting people within the family household, it become like tradition to do certain things. I get out here, I don't know nobody. So what do kids do? They gravitate towards the streets. They gravitate towards immediate self-gratification. So I gravitated toward the streets and found love in the streets and then got caught up in that quote unquote, gangbanging lifestyle and adapted that way of thinking and changed my value system. Once I changed my value system, my reality became a new reality based on the people I associated with and turned that into being normal. Okay, from that, that just changed the dynamics of what I wanted out of life, I didn't have a goal-oriented mind but i still kept my values in nurturing my relationships so i had two types of friends i had the friends who didn't get caught up and then i had the friends who got caught up so i straddled the fence in between going back and forth trying to figure it out and during that time drinking getting high and next you know committing crimes and then unfortunately um it became so ingrained in me and how i thought then that if you disrespected me it was going to be a problem and one day unfortunately a guy disrespected me in front of my girl and i was hurt i was angry i was prideful i reacted and took another gang member's life that cost me 25 years of my life you know so in between that time i'm sitting inside you know, trying to figure myself out. And that was the biggest challenge. You know, a lot of people would tell you, you know, you could do anything in the world. You you can. You could do whatever you put your mind to. But if you don't understand you, can't nobody tell you anything about you, only you. If you don't understand you and you can't deal with yourself, like if you can't sit in the cell or even at the house for a few hours and just Pay attention to how you react into certain things and do an introspection. Then your biggest your biggest challenge and your biggest problem is not going to be other people. It's going to be you trying to deal with yourself. So that's the first thing that I had to learn and overcome was address these interpersonal conflicts. So I sat down and talked to psychiatrists. I sat down and got involved in self-help groups. And then I realized, you know, what acceptance looked like, how to address my anger, how to be less reactive to things that I don't like. I was able to identify what, I was able to identify my external and internal triggers, what pissed me off. So I did a lot of researching of myself by writing the timeline. You know, I just sat back and remember when I was seven and what that looked like, all the way up to my adult age as an adult. And then I just, changed my whole way of thinking and saying, look, what do you want, Terrence? Where you see yourself at? And if these people let you out, what you going to do? So I went from cripping to corporate. So I changed the CRIP to INC. I'm a corporation now. Okay. So I figured out that I can navigate. I can charm my way into somewhere, but now let's manage it because on outwardly, you know what I'm saying? They can look good, but how long can you manage it? That's why I tell people, I I don't have $2 million. Once I get $2 million, I'm trying to keep it till I leave planet earth, period. I'm just trying to keep it, you know, and manage it. Because I tell anyone, you don't need my platform. If you're looking for exposure, if you're looking for a mentor, if you're looking for um, advertisement, and if you're looking to scale your business, if you have two million dollars and you've been consistent liquid wise for the last five years you got to set a program if not come on join us we networking to the point where i could put you in the boardroom with somebody that's a multimillionaire. i can make that call and get 10 minutes of their time okay and, and and sit down with you but what value are you going to bring to the table and if you haven't addressed you then you ain't holding no value that's going to interest them.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's, yeah, I really like what you said about introspection and kind of figuring yourself out. um, Because that's something that is really hard for young people when they're teenagers, I feel like, but it's also something that follows you throughout your whole life if you don't do it.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, Can you explain what having a life sentence means even once you're out of prison?
1: Well, a life sentence was at one time, it was an indeterminate sentence. The only way you could be released from incarceration is you have to go before the board panel, you have to have a review of a psych report, psychological evaluation, but no one can actually predict, quote unquote, that you'll ever commit a crime again. But what they can um, understand is how you were able to. understand how you got there in the first place to commit the crime. Okay. So a life sentence is, you know, you do a certain amount of time before you go before the parole, before they consider you suitable for parole. Um, I was alpha in prison first 12 years. I stayed on level four. Um, I made it to a level three and the lowest a lifer at that time could go down to is a level two. Now they can go down to a level one which is the lowest security anyone could be in prison except fire camp. So I was able to immediately recognize I needed to change and it was called think for a change. So I had to not say I was a prison model. I had to navigate through the madness, through the jungle. And the only way I could do that is to know how to choose my battles and not be manipulative, but I'll think the people that I'm around because everybody don't wanna see you succeed and everybody don't wanna see you go home and no one wants to see the next person go home before them. So the way you gonna go home is put prayer first, period, because that's who's gonna open up the door. Because ideally I tell people this all the time, you know, when you meet someone, right? The easiest way you can understand who you meet, right? After you being around them is give them something after you shown them how you taken it apart. And if they can show you how much humility they have when they put it back together, then they gonna tell you when they get upset, how they gonna respond before they overreact. Because everybody in prison has an impulsitivity um, behavior pattern, no matter what. They don't think and evaluate the consequences before they do it. They just do it and don't think afterwards. So when you have a life sentence, you got a whole bunch of time to think about every little thing you did and who you hurt. Why? Because it may be still impacting them to this day. And if they tell their kids and their kids tell their kids, that's generational. So having a life sentence is like, um, you know, basically like um looking at history because you're going to continue to look at everything that you have done prior tense to you getting that life sentence because life is life you know nowadays is where you can get out at one time there was no way you could get out They wasn't letting lifers out it was a zero parole rate you know period
0: What's something that you would tell your high school self or even your younger self, knowing what you know now and having gone through everything that you have gone through?
1: What would I tell myself now? I would tell myself this, right? Um, Don't make excuses. If you gotta go, stay focused on your goal. It's not gonna come overnight. It's like when you water the grass and it's dirty in the beginning, you just laid down the foundation. Now you just got to cultivate it, continue to water the grass, but do it at a routine pace so that when something tries to come in between, you will have something developed already, and that's your armor, that's your shield, that's to protect you, that's why we have certain mechanisms in our body that protects us from viruses, okay? So as you continue to grow, right, you're gonna go through all types of experience in life, no matter what it is, right? But that's the part where you grow from it, you know? You grow from it by asking questions to other people to see not only if they experience what you experience, but to challenge yourself emotionally Because all you're doing is addressing your emotions. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I thinking this way? Why did this happen to me? And then you got to look back at, how did you feel this way prior to that? Because you you can't just feel this emotion without already experiencing it once. So that's what I would tell somebody if I answered it clearly.
0: Yeah, no, I think so. Um, I wanna talk a little bit more about your show. So how do you pick people or how do you find people to be on the show? You mentioned that's how you met Dwayne, our director, is by having him on the show. So how do you pick um, participants for the show?
1: Well, one of the things is, it's not so much me picking the person. It's like I was telling everybody earlier, when you research, you look for, for specific things. It's like a woman, having a checkmark list on the kind of guy she brings into her life and it's like a guy doing the exact same thing if this person doesn't meet this criteria of what your standards are then that's how you can determine whether or not they're going to be a good fit okay period why is because we all live by a set of principles if you go against your own principles then why would you get upset you dealing with this person? You just went against your principles. So if you're dealing with somebody who's not in line with your principles, what you getting mad for? You shouldn't be surprised anything that that individual does, no matter who it is, male or female. Why? Because your mom and your dad teach you a set of principles. Even the streets have a set of principles, but they change the word to code. You got to live by the code, the police department. So when you're trying to be a part of anything, there's a set of principles. When a person is opening up a business, they say this is what their mission is. My mission is the movement to succeed continues. I'm on a movement. Everything in life is based on a movement. If you don't know how to succeed, right, then you're gonna continue until you do. And what does success look like? Success could just, you not be in jail, you not being pregnant at a young age, you not doing drugs, you not on alcohol, you ain't lost your mind mentally, you ain't committed suicide, you ain't out robbing nobody, right? Success is defined on you, on what you want. Nice, yeah.
0: That's something I feel like young people really need to hear. Success is defined by what you want and you're the one who chooses your principles and who you surround yourself with. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, I wanna take a second and see if anyone on this call, cause we do have a lot of young people on the call. If anyone has a question for our guest, or um, young people or adults, anyone.
1: I've been listening intently, uh, good brother McCray, and uh, everything you've been spitting is some real game. Um, you know, and uh, I know a lot of people that's been through it. I had a couple of friends that did a 25 stretch and actually was able to come home. That's only like three people in my life that I've ever seen, that, and you're one of them now. <coughs> so I just want to say, uh, you know, thank you for surviving. You can be out here teaching the game that you're teaching now. I just want to give you, you. A for that, brother. It's not easy you know it's definitely not easy but it looks like you handled it well and i'm just uh, very appreciative that you took the time to come share this game with us man absolutely likewise and so I can say this if i can say this real quick if all of you can go to my instagram and look up the close the deal show or look up terrence mccray follow me um i'm always um doing some type of event and if you dm me some are paid for and some are not. But since you are part of um, the Wheelow family, you can get it for free just because, you know, you're part of Wheelock family. Because Dwayne has always been good to me. He's a real good brother. Appreciate that, brother. I definitely would tap into that.
2: And I just want you to touch bases on something because my my uncle, he did 25. I think he did 27 before he got out of there and he had to go through it. I remember him going through all of that. But people think once you get out, what happens if you get out just cuz we do have some youngsters on here and they can share this information that when you go behind those bars and you get out and you go back just how that can really set something off, and especially if you do a if you do a L and you get released and then you come out and then you get in trouble again while you have that L. Just talk to them a little bit about all of that crap that some people end up going never,
1: I've never violated my parole. Um, I'm looking to be discharged any day now. Um, It'd be four years, February 24th of this year for me, since I've been home. One of the things is, all you gotta do is look at this. It goes back to everything I already said. Do get out and he get caught up. How did you put yourself in that situation? Introspection. How did you allow yourself to be, you know that um, that song? How did you put yourself in the trance to fall right back into an old pattern? Okay, it goes back to that emotion, introspection, right? I get off of weed all the time. Weed is, is, is normal, right? I used to be a cold pothead, cold pothead. I used to sell my packages for weed, dealing with that up in there, okay, right? So when the guys get out and they go back, right, first thing they do is automatically what they did when they went in the first time. They're ashamed and fear. Goes back to what I was telling you. They never really looked at themselves and addressed themselves. I have nothing against no other human being, but if you like showering with 100 men, Okay. Or being in a cell with one man. Okay. On a 24 hour day to day basis. Right. If you like, even if you're a woman, if you like that seclusion, you, you don't like your privacy. You don't like having things. You don't like being able to do what you want when you want at any given time, I could wake up in the middle of the night. Okay. And go get me something to eat out of the kitchen. I can get a home cooked meal instead of some top ramen, some noodles, right? If an individual prefers being out of society, then a lot of times, that's because he's never dealt with himself. He's not, what I said earlier, he's not living in the moment. I tell dudes, right? And I'm gonna make it very simple and easy for you. The commissioner, Steve Mahoney asked me a question and I always use it every time. He said, Terrence, what was the last thing you learned that your board hearing that you didn't know about yourself today? I said, How easy I could be influenced. I'm on the yard with a partner. We in vocation. I'm getting a certification in carpentry. We chopping it up, having a good conversation. I turn around, he firing up a joint. I'm gonna go to the board in two weeks. I had to this, I had to separate myself from him. We no longer partners. You know I'm going to the board. You're going to put me in a high-risk situation. And you know I used to be a pothead, but I stopped. You ain't my partner. You ain't got my best interests at heart. So you're going to try to entice me. So the longer I stay around you, at some point I'm going to give in. I'm weak just like anybody else. So I had to separate my ties. So when an individual goes back in, it's because he weak. He never severed his ties. And it goes back to what I was saying earlier. He never changed his thinking. Why? If you ain't thinking that there isn't consequences, then you a damn fool. Everything we do. Is based on some form of consequences it could be good consequences and it could be bad consequences you a damn fool to think otherwise differently and you don't want to be hanging out with no fools so i got in the mindset is i can't be in a room with nobody and i'm the smartest one i gotta be in a room with everybody smarter than me that's like me getting out chasing after women and the only kind I want is the one that I can feel like I'm dominant over. Hell no. Don't deal with nobody that's equal to you. You can hang out with them and you can respect them, but everybody you want to deal with is five times, 15 times sharpening you. Cause you ain't going to be able to grow. You ain't going to be able to foresee what the future going to in holding you. Cause you dealing with people who's still on the same level as you. If that makes any sense.
0: For sure makes sense. Um, yeah, the I The young usually, people talking
2: in the chat. So, yeah, it's, they, the young people talking in the chat. So you're yeah. touching some buttons.
0: Yeah, yeah. people are I saying, saying they can, can relate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we always ask, or we try to ask at the end of the show, like what advice you have for, for young people, for students. You've already dropped like so much wisdom, but um, do you have anything else that you... Advice or words of wisdom to share with the young people on this call?
1: Yeah, you need mentors, but you need the kind of mentors that's not going to take advantage of you. The kind of mentors you want is the same kind of mentors of wherever you go career wise. So whatever your focus on is this is what I tell people all the time. I don't care what race you are. Go outside your race and get you some mentors. Okay, get you some mentors. Look at somebody that you can admire. Like one of the things that made it easier for me is I got involved in a bunch of nonprofit organizations, but I got involved in the ones that could be beneficial. Did I lose you? Okay, so that opened up the door. Okay, so that opened up the door for me to be able to figure out who I wanna be in line with. Once I figured that out, that, that allowed me to go after certain people. Okay. Certain people. And what I mean by certain people, everything has a chain of command and in a nonprofit. They got what is called a board of directories and they got what is called a advisory board, right? If you're not putting yourself in a position to learn how to be on either one of those, right? Then you're going to always be in the audience, being told what to do or be informed. You always want to be in a position where you want somebody's advisory board or a board of directors. Why? Where do you think you're going to get your experience from? You got it right now. So what is it that you're going to do? You're going to always be in the seat or you going to always be standing up, sharing the insight. Choose which one. Because if you don't figure it out, somebody else along you will. Because in every class, there's that honorary student, the person that's going the extra mile, right? So when you ran two laps, that person ran eight. When that person ran eight, you better run 15. So it's a race. Nipsey said it's a marathon. It's a race. That's just how it is. That's just life. So don't make no excuses. When that person got up at 4.30 a.m., right? You can be up at 4.30 a.m. too, but in the process, you should already have a full outline where you're trying to go. I got a call in 10 minutes, Dwayne. All right,
0: well, thank you so much for that. Um, Yeah, so we have about 10 minutes left. Um, I wanna give people another.
1: I got a call in 10 minutes. I got a big client call. See the close. Oh,
0: is he frozen for others? Okay, give it a second. See if he comes back.
2: I think he was saying he got a call. He Project. got a call. He got a hard stop at eleven. That's what he mm-hmm. said. So we'll try to stop at ten fifty-five, but. You frozen, Terrence?
0: Oh, the you're back now, in. but we can't hear you.
2: <laughs>
0: I know. Always fun with technology, right?
1: Terrence, we can't hear you because they want to—they want to give people an, an opportunity to learn how to be tech sales. So this could be a major sponsor for the close the deal show, and they're looking to uh, talk to me in nine minutes.
2: We'll have you off to here in nine minutes, but we couldn't hear what you was telling us about the sponsor. So
1: you got a big yeah. deal coming up. That's great. Correct. If it's possible, can I get off in three? Because I, I need to go use the restroom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be ready for the call. Yeah, yeah. It. We 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 couldn't hear about the exciting
2: news, but yes, we will make sure that we wrap this up so that you can use the restroom and won't miss that deal. <laughs> okay. Thank you.
0: All right. Okay. Well, since we're a little short on time, um, I'll wrap us up. So thank you again to our guest, Mr. Terrence McRae and to everyone in the audience for joining us today. Um, Is there anything that you would like to promote quickly?
1: Um, Yes. Saturday, the Close the Deal show will be hosting 2021 Real Estate Summit. We have some of the top Silicon Valley and California realtors, mortgage lenders, um, podcasts of real estate We will be strictly talking about economic contraction, everything going on in the, um, real estate market right here, not only in California, but globally. So we got nine experts sharing their insight strategies on what the real estate market is going to look like in 2021. So if you are interested, um dm me on ig facebook linkedin twitter whatever look up the close the deal show and i'll send you a link to avoid getting hacked i always got to make sure i know who's coming in because i've been hacked before other than that connect with me on either one of those platforms and i will stay in contact and figure out how we could be of service to each other
0: Awesome. Okay. Can you um, tell us what your Instagram is so I can drop it in the chat? We have some young people that want to take a look.
1: The Close The Deal Show or just type in Terrence McCray. You're going to see me in blue. And it's going to say The Close The Deal Show. You can't miss it.
0: Awesome. Perfect.
1: Yeah. The Close The Deal Show. The Close The Deal Show.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. Um, We're so happy to share this space with all of you. Um, And as always, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and YouTube. And you can follow us on our Instagram at We The Scenario Podcast, at We Lead Ours, and at Mentoring on the Fly. Again, I'm your host, Maggie B, alongside the fearless Tony Siona. We love and appreciate all of you. And we'll see you next week on We The Scenario. Thank you. Thank you. That was